0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Centre podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Kia ora everyone, and welcome to Vision Sunday for 2023. Welcome to every one of our campuses, Whangaree, City, West, Pukekohe, Papakura, Manurua, Botany, and online. I'm so excited to share what's on my heart for our church this year and where I believe God is leading us into over this next season. And as I prepared for today, I really felt God stir me again with Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him and the church and Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. All glory to God. When we look at the story of our church and even over the last 12 months, all glory belongs to God as He has again done infinitely more than we could ask or even imagine. Even in the face of severe adversity has been been experienced by our Pukekohe campus over the past few months, we still see God fulfil His promises to us in the midst of it all. And in the past year, we've had some amazing things happen. Across our campuses, we've baptised 175 people. We've seen over 1,500 people make decisions for Jesus. We've had 265 small groups running throughout the week, discipling people and helping them find freedom on their journey. We've seen 314 people go through the growth track and begin to discover their God-given purpose. In the area of missions, we've put $8,000 to get the building of a technical training school started in Pakistan. We gave $10,000 to help impoverished families in Pakistan's devastating floods. $12,000 to support the work of a girl's home in Sri Lanka to house abused and trafficked girls. $30,000 to finish the Sri Lanka Training Centre and also staff it for the first year. And this centre is now running seven days a week. We gave $70,000 towards the relief efforts in Ukraine, supplying medical packs and supplies to refugees. And in total, we gave almost $300,000 towards local and international missions last year, impacting many for the Kingdom of God for years to come. In the area of education where God has graced us at Elam Christian College, we were approved by the Ministry of Education for a role increase at both our Mount Albert and Botany campuses, giving us a new capacity across our campuses of 1,800 students in our school. At Elam Leadership College, we added the Level 3 course, which gives people the opportunity to do part-time Bible college study. This was a huge win for us. And overall, we saw 55 students graduate ELC across all our levels from Level 3 to Level 6 programs. In 2022, we saw the largest vision offering we've ever had as we collectively sowed towards the development of the Manurewa Campus Auditorium. Since then, we've been in the process of working with architects and submitting plans to Council and all that. And we're still working through the details, but we hope to start this work in the very near future, giving that campus a home for many years to come. Well, that brings us to 2023. And the question I'm asking is, God, what do You have for us this year? What is God's vision for us? And I believe that there's three things that God wants us to lean into this year on our Vision Sunday. Firstly, I believe God is asking us to continue to lean into what He's already blessed and called us to do, to keep building in the work of our campus churches and our schools and trust Him for expansion and for growth. God has more for us, friends. If you remember in 2021, we purchased the Laidlaw College site in Henderson, West Auckland, and our goal was for that to be a home for us in the West. I'm so excited to let you know that we have recently been approved from the Ministry of Education to go ahead with a new Elam Christian College Henderson on that site with a roll of 400 students from year zero to year eight starting term one 2024. This is a huge advancement to our vision and our ability to provide Christian education for families in that area. And this site in the new year will also become a home for our West Campus Church, giving us another strong church school combination out there in Henderson. There's a lot of work to do on this. So please be praying. Uh, This decision is really gonna impact families for generations to come for the Kingdom of God. But this is so exciting for our future church. Secondly, I believe that God is leading us into the space of tremendous need in our community and our nation. Our vision as a church has always been to be a centre of hope. And sadly, our nation and communities are in the midst of a mental health crisis. Many in our church communities are hurting, and I, for one, know all too well the power of quality Christian counselling to help people find healing and hope. So this year, we've got a vision to establish an Elam Counselling Hub. The vision for this counselling hub is that it will be intrinsically different from counselling centres in other places. It's gonna offer holistic care for people's spiritual, emotional, mental and social well-being. not just as a standalone service, but as an integral ministry, supporting people's discipleship journeys by removing barriers to people's growth. It'll do this by offering free, high quality counselling to our church members a range of relevant and targeted support groups run by trained counsellors and church-wide mental wellbeing support and encouragement for all. The Elam Counselling Hub will serve our congregations, Elam Leadership College and Elam Christian College with professional counselling rooms and on-site counsellors in all of our Elam Christian Centre campuses. This is gonna strengthen our mission to be centres of hope in our communities and for our Elam family. And in time, we see this going beyond just us, but meeting the need of increasing hurting people in our community uh, by offering reduced rate counseling to those in our community. And this is going to be led by Pastor Liz Griffiths, who, along with her amazing husband, Pastor Mike, and our fully trained and qualified counselors themselves, and uh, this is still in the formative stages, but we really believe God is leading us into this. So if you're a counsellor or you feel stirred to be part of this going forward, the Elam Counselling Hub, I want encourage you, fill in a Connect card, talk to your pastor. We would love to have you as part of the team helping us get this off the ground moving forward. But this is a space we've never walked into before, but we're believing that God is calling us to increasingly be a centre of hope for those in need. The third area is what we've called Vision Local. Last year, our vision offering centered around just one of our locations, and what a blessing it's been to so collectively to strengthen that campus. This year, we're going local. For our vision offering this year, each campus will be exploring ways that we can continue to expand and support the work of God right where you are. Our vision is that every campus would flourish, that every campus will be a place where people can know God, find freedom, discover their purpose and make a difference. Every campus is uniquely positioned and gifted, but each campus also has its own challenges, limitations and restrictions. Many of these are to do with facilities and spaces. So very soon your lead pastor is gonna share what's on their heart for your campus and how you can sow this year into the vision offering to help your local campus build for the future. You know, it's been a really interesting start to the year, but I, for one, am full of faith for the future. So let's continue to trust God, to lean in, to pray bold prayers, and to believe that He truly has for us a future and a hope. God bless you, church. Happy Vision Sunday 2023.
1: Amazing. So good, so good. What an amazing vision, right? To to make an impact in our community, Um, so exciting just to hear the things that are on Steve's heart. Um, In the book of 1 Chronicles, we read of a significant shift in the leadership of Israel. King Saul, the the first king of Israel, he's gone. David has been appointed, set apart by the elders of Israel to be the king. He's gone up, he's taken Jerusalem, and, and as he promised to do back when he was a youth, just after he defeated Goliath, let me take you back to that that portion. I want to share some of our local vision here today, but I, I just want to set the scene for it this morning. 1 Samuel 17:51. When the Philistines saw that the hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn across Shariam Road to Gath. And Ekron, when the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. Quite gruesome, right? (laughs) You just picture that one. David walking up with the head of Goliath into Jerusalem. Why Jerusalem? Because at that stage, Israel were not in Jerusalem. Jerusalem had been conquered by the Jebusites. David took Goliath's head to Jerusalem to say, We're coming. We've got intention, we've got vision, we've got something that we've got to do to restore this place as a place of leadership and of worship. Fast forward to when he becomes king, the first thing he does as he goes back, he takes Jerusalem, establishing it in that place of worship again. And it's amazing that David saw what needed to be done and he went ahead and did it, but he didn't do it alone. David has gathered a phenomenal team of people, of leaders around him, and now they take Jerusalem as the capital city for God's people. And now we find ourselves in 1 Chronicles. The stories overlap in 1 Samuel and 1 Chronicles. We read of more people joining David. And in the midst of that list of people who came to help, there was a group of people from a place called Issachar. 1 Chronicles 12, 32, they said they understood the times and knew what Israel should do. These men and women, they saw what was happening in society. They saw what was happening around them and they knew what to do. Come on, we want to be a people that see what's happening. We're not unaware of what is happening in the world around us, but we would be aware of it and we would do something about it. Come on, I don't want to live my life with no purpose. There is a world of hurting people that are just right next door to me. My next door neighbor who needs Jesus, who needs the hope and the salvation of Jesus Christ. Come on, has somebody got a neighbor within the perimeter of their their house that, that needs the hope of Jesus? Can you imagine this group of people turning up, 200 plus significant leaders and families? You see them walking up to David, making eye contact going, yep, we're with you. You see what we've got to do, we see it too. We're going to be a part of it. And I, I believe that Steve and the oversight as I've they've, they've prayed, as I've asked God for direction for us in 2023, I'm excited to hear what stirred in his heart. And I've said, I've given my personal commitment to him saying, I'm with you. We're with you. And today is, is, is I guess, my invitation to say, come on, would you join me would we together, as Elam Christian said to Whangarei, say, yes, come on, Steve, come on, Oversight, we're with you. We support you. You know, we're not taking up our offering today. This is a, a setting the scene, a, a giving an opportunity for people to, to prayerfully consider what they might do or give and be a part of what God is doing. Steve raised a couple of things, and the first one, the church has never been more relevant than it is today even though the world would say it's not. You go back 30, 40 years ago, you could say to somebody, the Bible says, and people go, oh, wow, that's interesting. You mention the Word of God today to the average person on the street, they will dismiss you in a heartbeat. They'll say that has no relevance to my life. And we are straying as a people from the Word of God more and more. We, we want to find things that will tickle our ears and make us feel good. Decisions are being made around the feelings rather than the truth of the Word of God, which is why we need strong Christian education. We need teachers who are in the schools teaching the Word of God, training people up, training up the next generation. What about our churches? We need strong churches that won't compromise on the Word of God, but will live truth and love. These times, people grow up with no true north, no compass. In fact, we're told now our kids can draw their own map. What do you want to be? I'm not talking about an astronaut, a doctor. I'm talking you draw your own map of who you want to create yourself to be. Rather than going back to the map, which is the Word of God, the compass, which is the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us, and to Jesus, who is our true north. Come on, we want to lead people to Jesus because that Jesus, as we're sung about in the name of Jesus, people find freedom and healing. All well, the confusion that people have and carry as they're trying to work out who they are when we find Jesus. Come on, anybody here today, when you met Jesus, everything became, began to make sense. Your life has purpose. Your your, your living is for a reason because Jesus brings that purpose to humanity. And if we build our lives on anything other than him and his word, we are building on shifting sand which will come down. Anything we build, if it's not built on Jesus, it will come down. We've got... Uh, on, your, on your seats and uh, out in the foyer, we've got um, this thing called Tell Your Story. I forgot to take it up with me. Thank you. We want to hear your story. We want to hear what God has done in your life. As you go straight out through the doors, you'll see a, a big board there with, with a couple of testimonies, a couple of stories of what God has done. Would you tell us your story? In a couple of sentences, would you tell us what God has done in your life so that we can celebrate with you? We can, we can see the difference that God has done in your life. Would you grab one of those at the, at the close of the service? And we want to hear what God has done in you. Also recognize that even in this place, we have some amazing people who are in education. When we take communion and a little bit later on, I actually want to gather around two groups of people. And we want to pray for these people specifically. We two of our Christian schools have principals that are sitting in our congregation here today. We've got Andy Mowat up at Accelerate. Graham Whitehead was the, the previous. He was he's in our church and he handed the baton to, to Andy. We also have Barrett Button Blum, who's a part who is the principal of our renew college. We don't have an Elam college for now, but we've got great Christian education here in our city, led by two amazing leaders. And that's not to mention all the other teachers who are a part of education. In fact, if you are a teacher of of any sort in the city, can you just give us a wave if you're a teacher? Preschool, education, look at that. Amazing, amazing people. Salt and light in our community, bringing God with the way they live their lives. Now, some, difficult to be able to say, this is what I'm, you know, I'm believing the Word of God. It's really hard to bring that into some schools. But, by living by example by living a life that looks like Jesus people are making a difference and i just i just want to honor every teacher here today so we want to, yeah come on why don't we do that honor you secondly in this in these times we we see the epidemic of mental health instability um it it's affected everybody let's be honest over the last few years I, I don't think there's anybody that didn't have a little wobble when it comes to their mental health. <laughs> when, the, when the cyclones came and we found ourselves back in lockdown, <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's just like, oh, hold on, I've been here before. I don't like this much. Now, for that, it was, it was fine because I was really worried about our safety. <laughs> but you know what? So many were affected, and, and that's not just, I mean, I, I think this has been decades in the building. I think the advent of phones that were supposed to help us are creating a, a, a toxic environment for young people especially. I think those of us that, that didn't grow up with phones as, as a part of our normal daily life, we've, we, we hope <laughs> we've got that balance a little bit better. But when you're talking a generation of teenagers, all they've ever known is a cell phone. Instant access. You know, and, and, and everything that is accessible to them Every conversation, every bit of knowledge that's thrown at them, and they've got to process all of that. We've got young people growing up not knowing what to do with the thoughts that are coming into their mind, which is why we need good, solid counseling. Now, I I think you go back a few years to speak about counseling in church. There there was a sign of weakness. You know, you, you need to go see a counselor. What? Is there something wrong with me? Yeah, probably. And in church, it's like, no, just pray more, just have more faith, just just do, just say this thing, and and you'll be better. Go, go, somebody will lay hands on you, and you and, you, and you'll recover. <laughs> now that's a part of it, but also, there are some amazing people who have given their lives to study how the brain works, how the brain's connected to the heart, how we can make decisions. And this is a this is a deeply biblical thing, too. You know, that we would be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How do we do that? Through the spiritual work of God, but also through experts who know how to help people find direction. I have been a, a, a welcome recipient of counseling. Yes, your pastor goes to a counselor. You should be happy to hear that. Both Amy and I, over the last few years, have been seeing a counselor. Because we recognize that there's things that go on and things that, that we, we, we think and we, 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 we understand or we think we understand. And just to have somebody unpack those things and me not unpack those with Amy. <laughs> there's some things that I need to unpack with, with a counselor that I can't unpack with Amy. You know what I mean? And, and I, I believe that every single one of us should, should spend time with a counselor somebody trained who who can take you through that journey of learning how your mind can work. And Steve's heart is that every single person would have access to good counseling. In fact, I, I know in this place there are some amazing counselors, and you may not want to reveal yourself, but... If, if, if you are happy to, if you're a counselor, if you're involved in mental health, if psychiatry, psychologists, if you are involved in any of those areas, would you, would you give us a wave? Because so we want to honor you and thank you for the work that you do. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And at the close, as we take communion together, I'd love to gather around these people and pray for them and encourage them as we take communion together. And lastly, as a team come this morning, we're, we're going to pray together. We're going to have communion, and then we're going to sing one more song together. But we recognize that there are local needs. There are things that, that need to take place in our own local campus in order for us to keep being a center of hope to reach, serve, and influence. How many people are thankful for these facilities? Wow. I got a little swipe, um, swipe tag that allows me to get into this building. Every time I say to our team, this is your prayer prompt. Okay, this is your prayer prompt. Every time you swipe that tag to get you into this place, it is a reminder to say thank you, God, for those that have invested into this place. This is a place that will see thousands of people over the decades to come know Jesus, find freedom, discover their purpose, and go out and make a difference. When I look at this facility, there is so much that we love about this place. One of the things that we struggle with is the fact that this auditorium was built too big for the auxiliary rooms. So we can fit lots of adults in here. In fact, we could get 700 adults in this facility. The challenge is we don't have enough space for our mamas. We love our mamas. And our children, we love the voice of our kids calling out prophetically right now, saying, come on, would you make room for me? Because what we need to do is we need to take a little corner of that back section and create a dedicated parents' room. Because we've had to move our voltage program, which is getting bigger, into where the parents' room was. We've got a space up there for our parents right now, and we're so thankful that you're using that. But we want to build a space for you Where you can come in on a Sunday, take care of your children. I just want to honor every family that turns up here with young children. You guys are legends. Dave and Michelle, you have a baby in the week and you're here in church. I love that. I love that. That you would raise, you want to raise your kids in the house of God. So we want to create a space at the back for parent's room. And one of our own families here is going to design. He's an architect. One of our young fathers, he's going to be designing this space for our, for our parents to be able to come in on a Sunday, enjoy the worship, but also tend, for the, tend to their children. Another space where we're squeezing in, because our heart is, we want to grow bigger and not have to go to two services <laughs> for sometime soon. Please. How many people are enjoying this gathering together? But we need to make space in a couple of spaces so that we can continue to grow together. So our other space is our power zone. And you've seen probably if you look into the cafe, we've extended that space. But what we'd like to do is enclose that space, knock out the wall and give ourselves another space for 30 to 40 kids into that power zone space. If we do this, we could grow our adult, congregation to 600 plus on a Sunday, that would also mean that we could do 300 kids across all of our different programs as well. At the moment we're we're, we're squeezed in that space but we want to make sure that we make room enough room for everybody so in about a month's time we're going to have an opportunity to be able to give into that as well as money from this will go in towards our counselling hub and the other things that Steve has talked about as well Got a couple of real practical things as well. If anybody's got a spare iPad or wants to donate an iPad or a big TV, a couple of big TVs for our parents' room and our growth track, just come and talk to me. Maybe you're wanting to upgrade to a 95-inch TV or something and you, you want to get rid of your 55 or whatever it is, just come and talk. Come on, we can, we can get a couple of those. My old iPad's dying for our, for our music. We just need a new one, as simple as that. So come and talk to us. But one of the things I'm really excited about um, and you will have found on your seats today um, a flyer for patakakai. Um, this is so exciting. Our goal every single week is that we would fill those shelves. As you go out through the, the auditorium doors, take a sharp ride on this the back wall there. You're going to see patakakai. Our goal is that we would fill this every single week and empty it every single week. And all it takes is for some of us to bring a can of tin food, biscuits, baby food, soup packets, Maybe you can afford a little bit more milk formula, uh, lunchbox foods. All of these different things can make a massive difference in people's lives. Real simple way we can do that on a regular basis. Uh, If you're able to do that, um, our kids, we've decided every shop that we do, we're gonna bring in a couple of items. We can add that to our list. It's just a small thing we can do to make a difference. Uh, And we can't wait for that. So we just wanna continue to build community. We've got a shared lunch after church today you haven't come prepared, that's okay. Pack and save just a minute down the road. Go grab something. Bring, bring back a roast chicken or something or some bread rolls. Or if not, just stay. Because we want to eat. We want to connect. We want to build community over this next season. I love in James 2, 14, 17, it says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you can say you have faith, but don't show up by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. There's some practical things that we can do to make a difference. Our loaves and fishes meals will continue over this year to go out to our Plunkett families and uh, the police connections, also to our local family as well. We talked about having harvest tables uh, uh, once a month. Where you bring your produce, the things from your garden, the things that, that you've been growing, that you've got too much for you but you want to share it with others and everybody in this place. Our hope is that everyone could go away with something so that we can help each other in the cost of living and uh, build that community relationship with each other. Now, friends, this is a, a great place for us to raise our families. This is a great place to build relationship and connection and I believe together, if we all bring our little, like the loaves and fishes, we bring the little we have, we can make a massive difference. It's believed that as we give, we're gonna see a space for our parents and see our, our power zone room extended to make room for more, to be able to, honestly, the, the sound of the traffic down Porowini Ave is so loud in that power zone room, can hardly hear themselves think. We wanna soundproof that. We're going to Box that space in. Give them a great space to connect with God. Do you agree, Rosie? You're one of our power zone leaders. Do you agree it's loud in there? She had to preach the other week, and the noise of the kids and Paruuniav, I listened to the video. It was so loud. We've got to sort that problem. We're sorting that for you, okay? Here we go. <laughs> Friends, we've been talking a lot about the fact this is a house of miracles today. This is a place where God does incredible things the greatest thing that he ever does is he takes a life that is messed up, broken, and he takes it and he makes something new out of that. God offers to every single person who would come to him, freedom, healing, hope, salvation. If we would come and, you know, the the act of surrender is something that, can be a little terrifying because we are giving up everything that we are in control of. But friends, today Jesus is inviting you to say, don't try to control those things anymore. Don't try to be in control anymore. Surrender to me. Surrender your heart, your will, your emotions, all the decisions you make, surrender that to me. He says, take on my yoke. He says, connect yourself to me so that we would be productive together. If you've been straining and striving and trying to get through life and trying to do it in your own strength, and today you're saying, oh, it's just not working. I can promise you, you can try for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life and it will feel the same. But when we surrender our hearts to God, we say, Jesus, I need you. Please come and forgive me. Forgive me for living life my own way. I acknowledge the sin of my life. It is desperately wicked. The heart of all of us is desperately wicked. And yet we have a righteous God who is loving, slow to anger. And He says, would you receive this gift of salvation? Would you receive the grace that I offer you today? Friends, I want to extend that to you. I did that i prayed that prayer. Many hundreds in this place have prayed that prayer said, yes, I'm giving my life completely to you. If that's you today, would you pray that prayer with me? Inviting Jesus to come into your life, forgiving you of your sins, making you brand new, giving you a hope and a future. With every head bowed, every eye closed, would you take a moment just to consider your relationship with God? If your life were to end today, where would you stand in your relationship with God? Are you in right standing with Him? Not are you a good person and you've done lots of good things, but are you in right standing with Him? The only way you can be in right standing with Him is to have accepted His Lordship, meaning He is in charge. He's number one. If that's you and you want to surrender your heart to God today, Ask Him to forgive you. Would you pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, thank you for the life you promise. Thank you that I can have freedom in you. Today I choose to receive your gift of grace. I turn from my old way of living. I ask you to forgive me of my sin that separates me from you. Make me brand new today. I choose to make you Lord of my life in Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer for the first time, maybe coming back to God, we want to celebrate with you. This is the greatest decision you could make. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you pray that prayer, On the count of three, would you raise it? Just give me a wave so I can see. We want to celebrate with you. Get a Bible in your hand. Help you take that next step. Come on, right across this place. One, two, three. Raise it up high so I can see. Awesome. Down the middle. Awesome. Anyone else this morning saying yes? Yes to
0: Jesus. Pray that prayer. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.